Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we're talking about The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I think this is our first romance romance book of the season. I think it might be. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is too because we've already read fantasy. We've read historical fiction. We've read thrillers. So yeah, I think it's the first romance, which... Last season, we did so much romance, so... I feel like all we did last season was romance. Which was fun. These are the kind of romance books that I can read in, like, a sitting. You know how you're like, how do you oh, read yeah. so fast? Like, these are, these are the books. I read this pretty much in a sitting. I technically read the first, like, 50 pages the day before, but I read the rest in a sitting. I still feel like it took me hours. Like, I still don't know how you do it so fast. But it does take me hours. It's just, like, I can sit down and read a whole book with it taking me hours and not care. Yeah. No, I like this book a lot. We haven't read any any romance. And we don't have that many at the end of season two, actually. We have this one. We have The People in the Invitation that's coming in, like, a couple weeks. And then we have Ugly Love. Is that a romance? I don't know. I've heard it makes people cry. But not necessarily in a good way. Like, they're emotionally wrecked. <laughs> Marissa's favorite kind of books. I love it. Uh, I do like books like this. It makes me feel good inside. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I've told you, I smiled the entire time. No one can read this book and be like, oh, like, that's such a sad book. Do you do the synopsis? Oh, it's kind of a long synopsis. That's surprising. Given the lack of plot, but we'll get to that. (laughs) All right, the synopsis says, Lucy Hutton and Joshua Templeman hate each other. Not dislike, not begrudgingly tolerate, they hate. And they have no problems displaying their feelings through a series of ritualistic, passive-aggressive maneuvers. Lucy can't understand Joshua's joyless, uptight, meticulous approach to his job. Joshua is clearly baffled by Lucy's overly bright clothes, quirkiness, and Pollyann attitude. No idea what a Pollyann attitude is, but whatever. (laughs) Now that they're up for the same promotion, their battle of wills has come to a head, and Lucy refuses to back down when their latest game could cost her her dream job. But the tension between Lucy and Joshua has also reached its boiling point, and Lucy is discovering that maybe she doesn't hate Joshua after all. And maybe he doesn't hate her either. Or maybe this is just another game. The beginning confused me, and there are some ways in those pages where I had to reread the pages to kind of understand... What she was saying, I feel like she was just all over the place with her own feelings. Like, how so? Like, I feel like the whole beginning of the book, like, you got that she, she told you she, hate, she hated him, but she right. didn't really hate him. Like, the fact that she memorized the clothes he wore and knew everything about him. Like, she's here in the first couple of times, be like, I hate Joshua, I hate Joshua, but then here are all the facts that I know about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you could tell it wasn't really hate, even from the get-go, I don't know if this book is sold as a hate to love because it's not really a hate to love. It's not. It's it's really a a, a like we're gonna flirt <laughs> for years and then fall in love. Like they basically been friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, but even that was confusing because she claims they're not friends and they act like they never talk. But then when they like got up to go get tea together <laughs> they walked to the break room together side by side and had pleasant conversations <laughs> I was like wait a second are you friends or not I'm confused or the fact they stare at each other all day long <laughs> like me and Marissa sit next to other at work this is actually this is perfect like me and Marissa literally sit across each other at our office and we don't even stare at each other <laughs> you do occasionally get up and stare at me until I give you attention but 
<laughs> Sometimes I stand up and I just wave my arms around until she notices me. <laughs> it did make me want to just get dressed up and go into the office so bad. The office vibe was very tantalizing. Also, so they're upstairs in this exec floor. She acts like she's all uppity uppity. Why can't they get their own offices? I think it was like, I don't know. I think it was like everything was glass, like an open work environment and, you know, like workspaces of the future to where only the execs had actual offices. Yeah, I even like we have an open floor space like idea because uh-huh. we're we're at the bottom of the totem pole or associates, yeah. and we have like a little divider. Whereas like we're not eye contact from each other. Yeah, and also with so she had there's this notebook that Joshua had that he had tallies. <laughs> How did she not realize it was about her? Like I don't know. I mean, I think I would have caught on if he made a tally every time they had a conversation. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like some, Lucy was just like gullible. So you imagined her being like Lucy Hale. Yes, because I did. So the reason I wanted to read this book is because I follow Lucy Hale on Instagram. Big fan Uh of her after Pretty Little Liars. And I saw her, like, she was posting about filming it. She was posting some, like, clips from it. And I was like, oh, I want to read this book because I love rom-com books. It kind of fits. It's always, like, tallied in the books that I read. Like, it's always, like, grouped upon them. And it's being made a movie. So I was like, okay, I have to read this. So I was imagining her more like the girl from, what's it called, Before You Go, whatever, about the oh. guy with the, she plays, she plays in Game of Thrones too, but she's, she's very quirky and like. With the socks. Yeah, quirky, socks, colorful, very bright and cheery. That's how I was imagining Lucy the entire time. So yeah, like gullible, naive, young. Well, if you think about um, who she plays, uh. In Pretty Little Liars. Why am I blanking on the name? I actually never saw Pretty Little Liars. Oh, she has, like, it's the same character. Like, okay. She dresses, like, really kind of quirky but cool at the same time. Okay. Like, she's very library chic. She's actually, an like, becomes a writer in Pretty Little oh. Liars. And she, like, always wears heels and the bright, like, bright lipstick. So she actually has the same vibe in Pretty Little Liars. Okay. And they always talk about how tiny she is. Okay. I feel like she carries being tiny as personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely was a personality trait. (laughs) I was really worried that the whole plot was going to be about the wedding because I read a book. I think it's called The Wedding Date. And it's like the same thing where like he brings her date to his ex's wedding. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I really want to hear another book like this. And it really was, the wedding really wasn't the big plot of it. I thought the interview was going to have more substantial effects. Like, I got to the, like, there was, like, 20 pages left, and, like, we haven't gotten to the interview yet. Right. I was like, what's going to happen? Yeah. I thought it should have had more effect because I thought the point of the book centered around that interview. Do you remember the scene where she's talking to her mom, and she's like, the whole book, she's concerned that her mom gave up her dream to get married to this guy and be her mom, because her mom was a journalist. And so finally she has a conversation with her mom and she's like, mom, you know, did you give up your dream? And the mom again is like, oh, no, of course not. But then she says to her daughter, but don't you give up your dream? Like, you know, keep on the path, a.k.a. maybe there was some guilt there. Maybe not. Obviously, she was happy to be married and have a kid. But, you know, maybe there was some regret there. So I thought that was like a pivotal scene. That's going to be the point. She's going to have to choose between the job and Josh. <laughs> that wasn't it at all. <laughs> well, if you remember a, a couple of pages after that, she says, uh, leave it, um, like, quit the job if you find this. Yeah. So she did say it was worth it in the end. Yeah. So I do think it's kind of funny how roles reverse where he gave up his job for yeah. her. 
Yeah. Which I kind of thought he would when she said to him, Josh, this is my dream. I don't know why he didn't tell her, like, in the middle <laughs> of the weekend. Like, she's being so difficult. They're, like, fighting nonstop. And he's just, like, keeping the secret balled up until she tells him. Yeah. yeah. So many of the books we read could have been solved so much quicker if people just told each other, communicated. <laughs> and, like, he's sitting there at that dinner that she goes up to his parents, and he's like, and he's going to be the next COO. And he's already like, I already quit, like, two days ago. I'm actually unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was your thought about him taking care of her when she got sick? Oh, my gosh. I lived for that. Like, first of all, she was so funny. She was delirious, and, like, when he, I think he put his hand on her head, and she reached up and put her hand on his. And it was like, obviously, he was taking her temperature. She was just delirious. But I thought it was so sweet. I thought it was a little possessive how he argued with the boyfriend, Danny, and was like, no, just go home. I got her. She doesn't want you. Go home. And he took her home, which he was the right person to take care of her. He knew her better and whatever. But, you know, like, they weren't dating. Um, seems like a job for the boyfriend. But, you know, it worked out. That's also where it confused me. They're like, oh, yeah, we're nemesis. We hate each other. But then, like, they actually were like, we hate each other. But then he's like, take, like, it was just. <laughs> he literally stayed up all night <laughs> taking her temperature and taking care of her. Like, I, and she's like, come and saying, just go home. Just go home. Like, I. I so I think it's meant to be confusing and they are yeah. meant to be confused but I was just so confused half the time cuz I was like you got to like, like I don't know they were just so back and forth. I that was the first part where I was really really confused when she kicked him out like after he took care of her all night and then he was like mad at her and I was like why what like why did she kick him out like what what's happening um yeah that was i will admit that was confusing uh, i cringed so hard is when she texted danny saying thank you for the roses and oh. really it was joshua i'm i actually want to go back and read that part i'm still so confused by that because when she got the roses i thought they were from josh and then she called danny and i thought danny was going to be like what roses but he was just like oh you're welcome but she must not have mentioned the roses. He must have thought... I think she just said thank you. And he thought she was thanking him for the day. you're always beautiful. Uh, I I mean, look. I feel like he... She probably just said thank you. And he probably thought, like, oh, the date. Yeah. And she came into the office and didn't say anything. Oh. And then he brought it up again to her. And she's like, how do you know? Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. She was like, how do you know? Like, are you stalking me? But, like... And they've actively been reporting each other to HR for years. <laughs> but, like, I, like, that's a whole other game. Like, the HR game. That kills me. Like, they're secretly in love with each other, but we're going to report each other to HR and try to get the other fired. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I do love this book. It's like a classic rom-com movie. Yeah. Like, I, this is the perfect book for a movie because it's a lot of other rom-com books that have a little bit more plot to it. <laughs> yeah. And some people just don't want to plot. They just no. want to laugh. So I do think this will be a good movie. Although I do think there's so many other books that we made in a movie that, like, actually have substance. A little bit more substance. <laughs> more important meaning behind things. I'm trying to imagine, is this movie just going to be, like, 90 minutes of them sitting across from each other <laughs> being, like, staring. I'm going to report you 
you to HR. <laughs> I, if someone, if though, if my coworker had to care of me as I was that sick, I would be more, I don't think I'd show my kids at work the next day. I mean, I would marry him on the spot. <laughs> oh, I would be so mortified. I think I would move jobs, yeah. move across country, never look at him again. That, because she was, like, not even, like, oh, like, he just had to watch, like, not even, like, a drunk Carol. Yeah. Like, he was, like, changing her out of her vomit. I will say. And she didn't even feel embarrassed about it. She was, like, cool, calm, collective okay, about it. Okay, but that, that shows that they were, like, really well-matched for each other. Like, clearly comfortable enough with each other to just throw up. But she and, hates him. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will say, I have a story for that, though. <laughs> I dated a guy after throwing up all over his car. He he loved his car. It was like a Camaro black sports car. Loved it. And he was like taking these curves really fast. And I kept being like, bruh, I'm getting sick. We weren't dating at this point. Like, you're going to make me sick. And then I barely got the window down and just vomited everywhere. And he still dated me after that. One time I had a boyfriend <laughs> and I got really drunk one night and started throwing up. And I was yelling the other guy's name that I no. like. And he still took care of me all night. <laughs> That's so sweet. I'd the whole night thing. Is he still single? <laughs> I haven't blocked him everything. Oh. Even though I broke up with him. I just felt bad that I broke up with him after yeah. all he did that I just blocked him so I wouldn't have to remind myself how an awful person I am. Wow, that's cool. We both have throw-up stories. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how he got them saying the nice guy wasn't enough for her. Mm-hmm. Because, I know, I kind of like that. Like, you don't really want a nice guy. Like, he's kind of boring. Like, you say you want a nice guy, but you don't. Like, you, you don't want, want someone nice to keep life interesting. Like, life's boring enough. You want to keep someone who's interesting yeah. enough. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about that is I don't like when people tell someone else, oh, I'm not right for you, or oh, I'm not what you're looking for. Like, you don't get to decide that for me. I'll decide. It, does, it goes both ways. I don't like when guys say it to girls or girls say it to guys. And this was a little different. This was more like him being in denial that he was a nice guy. Like, <laughs> just stayed up all night taking care of her, but he's awful. Yeah. Awful human being. <laughs> this was like, oh, well, you won't date me because you want a nice guy. And I'm not a nice guy. And it was like, who held her hair while she was throwing? Like, what? <laughs> who? He literally <laughs> sat there and, like, didn't he, like, sh- like sit? Like, she yes. sat between his legs like a child. Yes, and he, like, you know, was stroking her hair. And he went to the store and bought a thermometer, medicine. He changed her bed sheets. I, at that point, I swooned when she, like, went and threw up. And then she came out and he was changing her bed sheets. Like, <laughs> I still think I would just cringe and, like, die of embarrassment. Yeah. And just, like, I think I would be like, I'm going to sleep in the bathtub. I gotta How get. would you go back to work after that? Yeah, and look him in the eye. I would feel, I would buy him, like, I don't know, I feel like I need to reciprocate somehow. Like She did get him strawberries. <laughs> a bowl of strawberries? <laughs> Which she forgot about in her bag. <laughs> yeah, she's loved sitting around. After, after so she throws up all night, and then he leaves a rose on her computer. Like, he's just so nice. And she was like, yeah, I she, love him. <laughs> I do like how it was a really big shock that he was shy. Yeah. Like, I thought that was kind of silly. Like, 
Well, like, first of all, I didn't get the sense that he was shy. His behavior in the office didn't indicate to me that he had a shy personality. He's shy within his family, okay. But he was pretty... He was, like, leading things. Yeah. Leading paintball. Yeah, like, I'm shy in the office. I don't talk to anyone in the office except for you. I really thought that... So I thought they were going to have the interview. I thought she was going to get it. He was going to get over her. And then she was going to move back home to the strawberry farm. And then he's going to mm. come and get her up the strawberry farm. Yeah. And I don't know what was going to happen from there. But that was where <laughs> I thought the book was going to go. And it definitely did not go there. It did not go there. I'm sad we didn't get to see the strawberry farm. I wonder if she'll write a second book. Like, I hope she doesn't. But if the movie's good, maybe she'll write a second book. Yeah, I just want to... I want to know what happens at the end. Like, I do wish there was, like, a, an epilogue. Okay, so I love how this is a publishing house mm-hmm. romance. I do love that. It makes me want to be Joshua and, like, do numbers at a publishing house. Well, I highlighted the quote, you could be paid to find authors, read books, and ultimately create them. And I was like, and that's Kayla. That's what she needs to be doing. She needs to find authors, read the books, and then make them famous. Reading as much as I have been reading this past year and last year makes you just, like, work at a publishing house in, like, accounting or something or, like, work. Like, do what they do. Like, I could do that. Like, with my accounting degree, I can totally do it. Like, he's an MBA. Like, sign me the freak up. Yeah, I was confused about what they did because I thought they were, like, I don't know. It turns out they were just, like, executive assistants. Yeah, I didn't really realize they were an assistant because everyone answers to them. Yeah, like, everyone answers to them, and they run the numbers, they crunch the numbers, they make budgets, they... So I was like, how are they assistants? I also didn't get how she was so poor, yeah, he was so rich. <laughs> she literally would, like, talk about her rent, and then he, he walks into his house, and he has a nice apartment, really nicely furnished, big screen TV, nice car... <laughs> Like, I just didn't get that whole plot where she was... Because they had the same job. Like, they're the same yeah. role. And I get, like, his parents are wealthy and stuff. But, like, he also made that comment where his dad wouldn't pay for his college. Yeah. So, like, I don't get the vibe that his parents are giving him money. So, like, why is he so wealthy and why is she so poor? <laughs> I just don't get it. They have the same job. Yeah, I agree. That was a little odd. <laughs> I, so, left my cliffhanger. I want to know if she got the freaking job. I want to know if she's COO. Oh, you're right. We don't actually know if she got the job. No. We're just assuming she did. We're left hanging. They're, they've been on, like, a total of, like, we- on one week of dating. And they've already said they love each other. It wasn't even a week. They went away for a weekend. And <laughs> they're like, oh, here we go. Love. We- <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he quit her job. He quit his job for her after cleaning up her throw up, having her come over on the couch for two days. Yeah. And he broke up. He, he quit his job. For her. Just quit his job. Took her for away for a weekend. Lied to her the whole weekend <laughs> that he still works there. They come, they come back. She finally admits that she's in love with him after a week of not hating him. And yeah, no, that's it. And then I think he says something about finding a space together. If the job doesn't work out, she's going to have to get a new place. And he's like, well, we can get a new place together. Something like that. <laughs> she did bring up a house hunting with him. When he was like, oh, we're going to hide her in the base. They do, I do like that answer. Their banter was so cute. Yeah. And whenever they said he was going to be a sex slave and take her in the basement, <laughs> he was like, well, I don't have a basement here. She was like, oh, I can go house hunting with you. Like, I do think their banter was so cute. It was like, so cute. quick on their feet and so witty. It was very witty. It was very, yeah. No, I, I feel like those are the types of relationships that I want to have in my own life. <laughs> I do wish they talked about more books. Like, they both were mm. in a publishing house, and they both, like, 
she said that his apartment's covered in books and she likes books. She always wanted yeah. to be a she wanted to be a librarian. But they never talk about it after that. Like no. they drop off this like she talks about how she wants to be a librarian and like likes all this, but she never references any book she likes. Like we read all these stupid books, freaking crave, where Grace <laughs> gives us no indication she's intellectual at all. And then she's like, Oh, and I and she like references all these American classics and like these and all this yeah. like literature. Whereas this book is literally based in a publishing house. They're in the field. And not one reference to another no, book. That's true. They, I mean, they reference one book when she's talking about her ebook design, but I've never heard of it. I don't think it was a real book. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of books, one of my favorite lines in the book said, What would I have done if he turned out to be a beautiful illiterate? <laughs> <laughs> I. I <laughs> but that's when she sees he has all the books in his apartment. She's like, What if he'd been a beautiful illiterate? <laughs> I also thought it was so weird when she... I don't understand how she, like, doesn't go to bed at night and doesn't cringe herself to sleep. Because she just, like, went into his apartment and scoured his entire apartment. And he just watched her. And, yeah, like, I would cringe. Like, I think that's the conversation I have with boys sometimes. And I sit there and cringe over, like, little words I say. Yeah. Where she just has thrown up all over him. <laughs> I just can't get over that. How about, how about when she got caught outside his apartment complex and they just acted so casual? Yeah, I'm stalking you. <laughs> no big deal. Or whenever she's like calls him, she's like, can I come over? I'm lonely. <laughs> so every time she threw herself at him and he caught her, I was pretty amazed by that dynamic <laughs> since they hate each other so much, but they're that comfortable. That is a little bit odd. She really did throw herself at him a lot. Like, a lot. I would not have the guts to do any of that. No. She's very feisty. I did. And then she would, like, throw herself at him, and then she'd freak out about it. And yeah. then he was like, no, don't freak out. You have to go on my couch right now. Like, it was just a really weird that dynamic. That was cute. The whole book was just, like, a weird dynamic. What did, What would you do if you were throwing yourself at a guy, and you just wanted to have him and he wouldn't give it to you <laughs> i probably would stop calling him yeah like wouldn't you think he doesn't want me yes 100 my i mean, maybe i'm just insecure but like <laughs> if i'm throwing myself at a guy basically like offering myself i want a silver platter to him in his empty apartment and he's like no, I need I need to save yeah. him. I need to wait. That just sounds like a cop out to me. Every time he told her to slow down, I was like, "Excuse you, <laughs> like, you don't get to tell her to slow down." I forgot about the part where she circled his apartment. Oh yeah, and it was just like she was just like behind his apartment <laughs> as if it was a normal thing. She got so he did give her the address at least, but she drove there after her date with Danny. So already, we're, like, not batting a thousand here. And then to get caught, I would have probably jumped in my car and just sped off. Like, how humiliating. And he's, like, texting her. So she really could be like, hey, I'm going to come, come by your car now. <laughs> like, she could have made this so much smoother where she's just like, let me just get out and walk around. Just look around where he lives. Like, it's just so creepy. She, yeah, they were... But I guess they were both like that. Like, if a guy ever painted his bedroom after the color of my eyes, I would probably change my name and, and like, go into the witness protection program. Oh, yeah, no. Cops to be called. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> you do not paint your bedroom after the color of my eyes. After you met me for, like, a total of one day. That, that bedroom painting was early. 
Yeah, that's uh, that that would creep me out. <laughs> and also, my eyes are so brown, like you would know, like it's not a color you paint your room. <laughs> I am trying to figure out if it's supposed to be the color of the book because the book's like a bluish tint, but that would be a very strong blue for the it's bedroom a- walls or an eye color. Like that would be scary. <laughs> I didn't get his dynamic with his brother. So they say his brother's just a nice guy, and like he came over in the middle of the night. I was nice with him. But mm-hmm. whenever their dad was fighting with Joshua at breakfast, and Anthony put his two cents in, well, not Anthony, Patrick put his two mm-hmm. cents in, he's like, my father did. I'm like, maybe, like, he's not that nice of a guy. I don't think he's that nice of a guy if he would date his brother's girlfriend. Yeah. I don't, that. I don't vibe with that. If I, if my sister ever dated someone I was dating, no, like that's not okay. Yeah, no, this girl's up with both brothers. And then for the mom to be like, oh well, I'm so happy she's still a part of our family. Like, um, excuse me. <laughs> Do you understand what this girl did? And the more I talk about the more I think about everyone in this book is actually delusional. <laughs> They're not real <laughs> at all. None of these people can be real. No. Like, this, like, it doesn't end up. Or the mom trying to defend the dad and being like, he's really a nice guy after the dad is like, I don't love you, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mean it. <laughs> he's really just a marshmallow underneath. <laughs> okay, another quote that I love was whenever he took her coat and was walking to the elevator for the weekend uh-huh. and Helen saw them. Yes. <laughs> I like that she knew. Like, she'd always probably known. She, I feel like she was always fishing for details. Like, oh, Joshua, you still sit by him? Like, just, he still stares at you? Yeah, oh, you still do that? I still get over the staring game, though. Like, imagine us at work making staring No, contests. I don't like to make eye contact that much. We're struggling right now, and we're recording together, having a conversation, and we're, like, both just looking elsewhere. I'm just imagining them both, like, folding their hands and um, just like staring. Also, when did they work? If they're just staring at each other all day. Like- I feel like they didn't work very much. <laughs> they played a lot of games at work. Makes me miss the office though. When, he talk- when she talked about her dresses and how she like dresses up kind of work professional, but like also edgy. I wasn't sure the little black dress was work professional. Oh, yeah. I I thought that was a day to interview because I got really nervous because it was like they had the interview the day before uh-huh. and she had like her whole plan ready and she wore a really short black dress and like, Hmm. With, like, fishnet tights. It's <laughs> like, like, I don't think that's the choice I'd go with. I do want to wear the same color every seven days and see if you notice. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure that's what I do. I have, like, eight work shirts that I just rotate between. I've never noticed. I'm sorry. And I always wear them with a skirt or pants. I do remember your skirt, your black skirt, and your black jacket. I remember it. Thank you. <laughs> I never had to wear my summer business dresses. Ugh. Yeah, it saved Lily a lot of money because she only owns sweaters, and so she was going to have to buy new clothes for the summer, and then we went into lockdown. <laughs> yeah, she does wear a lot of sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> I am bummed I didn't get to see the strawberry farm. See as if I'm watching something. See. Be there. <laughs> I wanted Josh to be there. Josh seemed fascinated with it. 
I want to see her dad's re- interaction with Josh. Oh my gosh, her dad calling Josh any name like with a J, but Josh cracked me up. Like being like, "Oh, that Jeremy think he's gonna get the promotion." Oh, well, you tell Justin. <laughs> I strive to be that petty. Yeah, yeah. I wish we would have got his her family instead of his family. Yeah, like I would have rather that instead. Like them go to the strawberry farm for a getaway. Like, I knew they need the weekend away, and they need the conflict so she can stand up for him. The conflict. But I think the conflict could have been at the strawberry farm. The, the conflict could have been anywhere. <laughs> With the conflict they wrote, this author wrote, it could have been anything anywhere. <laughs> I've never read a book of hers before. I was, at first, aggravated by the writing because it was, like, so short, like, staccato. The sentences were, like, very, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a staccato. And then, like, I kind of fell into the rhythm of it. And it, like, seemed to fit Lucy because she's kind of all over the place. She is chaos. (laughs) Yeah. I have this quote on my laptop staring up at me. It says, are you planning on sexing me camatose on the morning of the interview so you beat me? Josh puts his hands in his pocket. It's worked for every other promotion I've gotten in my life. Why stop now? (laughs) I just live for their banter. I think it's their banter that makes the book. I think it is too. Generally, it really doesn't have a plot. No. I, I'm a romance book fiend. Like, I, these are my favorite genre. Even how much fantasy we read, like, I just devour these in a sitting. I do go through phases where I don't feel like reading all the time. I do think if you read a lot of romance in a row, you kind of get sad if you're not in love. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have been enjoying my break from it this past spring, reading a lot of fantasy which is fantasy also has a lot of love in it but also a lot of like war and loss and stuff like that so it's like a little better there's really like again there's no hardship for either of her her hardest (laughs) her hardest hardship is the fact that i don't even remember her friend got laid off in the merger she has her friends in the city which (laughs) she has no friends (laughs) that's her biggest hardship and his biggest hardship is the fact that his son doesn't love him which is sad but also like he seems like a really privileged, like, lives nicely. His mother adores him. Yeah. He got his MBA. He's really smart. He's really successful, like. Yeah. There's a lot, like, there's not really a big hardship here, so it really isn't, like, any sadness here. No. There are better rom-coms. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's not worth the hype, but in the world of rom-com, there are better ones. I didn't know this book has been hyped. I feel like I did see on book on Bookstagram yeah. a good bit. I think it's a little older. Like okay. I think it came out it came out in two thousand sixteen. Oh, okay. So it's been around for like five years, four years. But so I do think it's like a, a little bit older on Must Punk being made a movie. But like X Talk I do think was much better than this. Do you think X Talk would make a better movie? Yes. Okay. I love X Talk. I, I don't know if it's like that it's a, based off a podcast, but their banter was like just as good and it just had like a really good background thought it was like about like change and like becoming an adult and trying mm. to figure out your life and like how you plan for this one big thing and you're doing it but you don't know if like and you're not happy anymore like it's like about starting over and like your life doesn't always work out the way you plan it kind of thing like yeah that. there was like a real meaning behind it and it also had this like really awesome love story and connection and like the background people had somewhat more of a like subsidence where they made sense more yeah and it had lost in it, too, but it wasn't, like, that tragic. I don't know. It was a really good book. I feel like it really had everything. So I, that was my favorite rom-com book I read this year. I really feel like I haven't read a lot of romance books this year. Not ones you can talk about. 
I do get on the Kindle Unlimited a little bit. Um, and whoever has Kindle Unlimited knows what I'm talking about. Or yeah. you just stumble across some books and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't know this existed, but all right. I read On Honeymooners. Also a really good book. I would say I probably like that book better than this as well. Okay. And I, I read The Wedding Date by Jasmine. That one, The Wedding Date, was similar to this where it's like the whole plot of the book, though, is like he's going to his ex's wedding. Mm. Those are some more rom-com books that I just feel like have more substance yeah. to them. But I do really like this. I did like this book. Like, I read it in a day and it wasn't painful. Like, I can binge read it. Yeah. Whereas, like, our next book we're reading is another fantasy book. Shocker. Shocker. Um, and I, like, have to read it every day because I can't binge it because it's just, like, you can't really binge fantasy. You can't. I mean, you can try, but, like, I have to take breaks. It's just hard to learn the world. Like, you need time to let it absorb and soak in. What is, so, another romance book we were going to read the podcast, but we finished it and didn't record, was The Switch. What was your thought on that romance versus this one? We didn't record that? No. Oh. I liked it. So, it had more substance. (laughs) It actually had characters and character development. This one was more steamy. Not that this one's, like, steamy, but definitely more steamy than the Switch. The Switch had, like, no... You only had elder mature scenes. <laughs> no, I really do... I, I like this book. I think it's popular because of the steam yeah. and just, like, the funniness of it all. But I just don't think... Yeah, that's my issue with it. It doesn't have a lot of substance to this yeah. book. It doesn't have substance. It doesn't really have a plot. But it it is really charming. And I don't read a lot of romance books. I guess The Switch is probably the only other one I've read this year. So this, like, I gave it five stars because to me, this was really captivating and cute and funny. But if you if you read a lot of romance books, it's possible this will fall short of the mark. I wish I slightly had a co-worker that I slightly love slash hate over that we can argue all the time. Yeah. That would make work so much more interesting. We're, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would well, look, it would remind me of, like, high school. I know, like, whenever you had a crush on someone in high school, you would, can't we go to school next day? I know. You're like, oh, I'm so exciting. What am I going to wear tomorrow? But, like, we don't have that at work. Like, the only person I'm impressing to get dressed up is myself. Yeah. So I do kind of wish, like, there was some steam at work, but also, like, we're adults and I don't really need that in my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, the eye contact and stuff, like, just knowing someone's there and, like, should I look? Should I not? Like, I miss that. We probably talked about this before, but we've been working from home for... A year and a half Yeah, now. We started working from home March uh, 15th, 2020, and it's now June 1st, and we're still working from home. We see each other because we live around the corner from each other, and we record, like, once a week at least. We see each other. But I just miss being in the office. I'm just an extrovert, so it just kills me to work from home, and I love getting dressed up. But now I just wear sweatpants every day. I dressed up to come here. I put a pair of jean shorts on, <laughs> and I felt like I was dressing up. <laughs> yeah. So, do you still stand by your five-star Goodreads rating? I do, just because, like, I felt good reading it. If you're talking about this in terms of literature, okay, no, it's not a five-star literature book, whatever. But, like, you feel good reading it. You're smiling. It's easy and light. Maybe not, like, a a true five-star. Like, a Goodreads five-star. Like, a (laughs) (laughs) 4.2. I gave it a four. Yeah, I mean, it was going to make me feel good. I read it fast. I sometimes like, judge books on how fast I read them because if a book is really good, I can't put it down, and that's mm-hmm. just how fast I read it. So I did read it really quickly. 
And I did like the characters a lot, but definitely wasn't the best romance book. I feel like I'm like a repeating cycle over here. The ending though, you have to admit, was so funny. When, when, you know how we talked about how they say I love you after like one weekend away together? And they start pretending that they've just met, like, let's start over. And then Josh is, you know, like, I love you. And she's like, oh. We're, we're, we've only met one minute ago. We're just colleagues. Like, all of it was cute and funny. No, it, it definitely doesn't like feel good. It just reminds me of, like, an old, like, 2000s, 90s rom-com yes. that, like, generally doesn't have a plot at all, but, like, it's so freaking adorable. It's adorable. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, I like Breakfast at Tiffany's. I can't name you a single plot of Breakfast no. at Tiffany's, but it's, like, a, it's a, an iconic movie. It's iconic. <laughs> Very iconic. <laughs> okay, so if you have read The Hating Game, what other rom-com would you recommend? Are you asking me or the audience? <laughs> the audience. <Okay. laughs> what are we reading next week? The Fate of Wrath and Flame. That was more for the audience than for me, um, I knew. <laughs> I was just letting you know. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good day. And make sure to follow us at Book Talks Podcast on Instagram.